lots of stories in the news today about really one of the most popular players to ever suit up for the Vancouver Canucks. And we know that Gino Ojic, fan favorite, has passed away at the age of 52. He played 12 seasons in the NHL for the Canucks, for the Islanders, for the Flyers, for the Montreal Canadiens, passing away over the weekend. And you know what? We're hearing so many great stories about him. We thought, let's share some more of those. Joining us now is Arthur Griffiths, former owner of the Vancouver Canucks, member of the BC Sports Hall of Fame. Thanks for being with us. Thanks, Jimmy. How are you this morning? I'm good. Thank you. And you know what? I think it helps to share these kinds of stories. And I thought you you must have some that really stand out for you, memories of Gino Ojic. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Over the years, but even recently, uh, you know, Gino, uh, as we know, uh, his prowess on the ice, uh, his his ability to stand up and did stand up for the right thing and the players and making sure that his teammates were uh, number one. Um, we hear the legends with him and Powell, but then off the ice, you know, he was uh, uh, an individual that no matter where you went, uh, he reminds me of Pat Quinn this way. People will remember when they met uh, Gino, uh, where they where they met him, what he said. And even if it was just in the arena watching him play and hearing that which I can still hear it, uh, Gino, 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 in the uh, in the crowd, uh, which happened a couple of years back. The last time I heard it, he really did have a special connection with fans, didn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, we we you know when you were on the road, sometimes uh, you know visiting you know in an opponent's city, fans would come out, and although albeit they didn't want him taking uh, taking on some of their players on the ice, uh, they were just absolutely uh, in in uh, in revered him. Uh, you know, within his indigenous communities, we know across this country, in particularly, you know, he advocated for so many, so many important pieces of, you know, and most recently, of course, reconciliation. But before that, education. And you know, Gino, uh, Gino had, uh, you know, a big man, uh, uh, big steps. But uh, like I said, uh, an icon in his community, but more importantly, an amazing human being off the ice as well as on the ice. And when did you know that? When did you realize that, hey, you know what, this, this player's pretty special? Well, I, I, I remember his first game, and they only had a couple of fights. And, uh, and, I, and I was reminded yesterday, of course, from Stan Smeal, but uh, in an interview, but it, to, to, to know that this guy just understood that that was what he was going to do. And the, 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 even Chicago, I think they were, which is who it was against, I think they were just going, oh, my goodness, what are we up to? What are we up against? Um, and, and his teammates... Absolutely. It, it, you know, there's this bond that the 94 group of players had. And, and, and Gino, is, Gino exemplifies that. They were a family. They are a family. Uh, they, they are all sad today, but cherishing his memories. And I think that, um, like I said, you know, he could, he could walk into a room in any room, any, any room, uh, whatever it may be. Uh, people just fell in love with him. And, and he really had those special relationships too. You talk about the bond in that team, and I understand that, like he and Pavel Bure were very, very close friends. You know, there's the old TV uh, sitcom called the uh, the uh, uh, the Odd Couple. <laughs> Certainly, it was. <laughs> uh, and and uh, because you know, because one played a certain type of game, and one played another one. And uh, but my goodness me, that they worked together. You know, people always said you know Pavel was you know uh, Gino stood up for Pavel. Pavel was a big player physically. I mean, he was a strong player, so he was physically tough, but at the end of the day, he gave Pavel some room from time to time, where someone, you know, maybe Gino wasn't even on the ice, he came on in another shift, and Gino just let that guy know that that's not going to happen again, and uh, and then off the ice, you know, you could see them, uh, you know, 
walking around the, uh, you know, downtown Vancouver, uh, you know, coming to the game together on the road, hanging out together. It, it was, it is, it is. And it, and it was a special bond for sure. And, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I sent a note to, uh, uh, haven't heard back, but I did send a note to Pavel yesterday. And, uh, you know, and today, today I think about his family, uh, his immediate family. I think about his indigenous family and I think about Peter, um, who, Peter Leach, who, uh, uh has been at Geno's side for many years and, and, and through this terrible disease, uh, you know, we always think about people fight, you know, they they said maybe five years, and here it was eight. So uh, he fought right to the end, and uh, is dearly missed, but uh, cherish the memories. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing some of those with us this morning. Thanks, Amy. My pleasure. That's Arthur Griffiths, former owner of the Vancouver Canucks, member of the BC Sports Hall of Fame, talking about his memories of Gino Ojik, who passed away on the weekend, the age of 52. Now, as Arthur mentioned there, it was back in 2014 that Gino Ojik went public with his diagnosis of a disease called amyloidosis. It's rare. It happens when a protein builds up in organs and it make those, makes those organs essentially not work properly. We're talking the heart, the kidneys, the liver, the spleen, the nervous system, digestive tract, you name it. Now, Gino Ojik being so amazing and so public with his struggles with this illness has done a lot to raise awareness of amyloidosis. And if you want to learn more, just go ahead, look online. But I know I think he would welcome the attention being paid to this illness because it is out there. It does happen. As Arthur Griffiths there mentioned too, uh, he was told the disease, what would eventually kill him. They thought he had a couple of years and he made it eight years uh, you know what? And that was extraordinary. And the amount of work and the Canucks got a chance to honor him too. He was there. And I think it was just so significant. He was such a popular Vancouver Canucks player. And I know there's going to be lots of talks and lots of stories told about him today for sure.